Welcome to InsideCatholicPhilly.com, where we explore the Catholic faith as it's experienced in church and in everyday life. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. And along with our guests, we discuss the Catholic take on everything from sacraments and Sunday Mass to social media and sports, based on CatholicPhilly.com's award-winning news and commentary. Thanks so much for spending a few moments with us here at CatholicPhilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian, here with our editor, Matt Gambino. And Matt, always good to have you with us. Hello again, Gina. And we are still on site here at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Wynwood, and we're here to continue what's become a CatholicPhilly.com Lenten tradition. We've asked some of the seminarians here at St. Charles to help us journey through Lent by sharing their thoughts on the Sunday Gospels for this season. And that advice and that insight is all the more appreciated given the very, very difficult year we've had with the pandemic, with a reckoning with racism and with social unrest. So the scriptures are even more beloved and important to us today, and we hope that our seminarians will help us to see that. So for the fifth Sunday of Lent, we are delighted to welcome John Opara. Did I get that right, John? Yes. All right. And Good John, job. thank you. John, you are from... I'm from Nigeria in Western Africa. Wonderful. And your yeah. name is an interesting one. What does it mean? Yeah, my first name is John, and my last name is Obara, which means first son. While you're here in the Archdiocese, where do you call your home parish? Yeah, my home parish is St. Luke's the Evangelist in Glenside. Uh, Father Joe Brent, he's my pastor. What year are you in here at the seminary? I'm in second theology. God willing, next year I'll be a deacon. We look forward to that. So with no further ado, Matt, what is the gospel for the fifth Sunday of Lent? We'll be hearing for this Sunday the gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 20 to 33. In that, we hear that some Greeks, people who were not Jewish, were coming to seek Jesus. And when they found him, he told them about how he equated his death with new life, eternal life. And he tells them about his hour is arriving. And as he talks about this, he says, Father, glorify your name. And people heard a voice from heaven, and that was perplexing to them. And he tells them, this voice did not come for my sake, but for yours. And as he ends this gospel passage, we hear him equating death with resurrection and redemption. So John, what does this reading mean to you? This reading means a lot to me, especially seeing myself as a Greek. Normally, we associate Greeks with being Gentiles, people who are not familiar with the gospel. And hearing Christ talking about having life through death was very disturbing to them. And to me, as a Christian, and to you listening also, hearing that to have life, you have to die, is something very troubling, especially in our culture. And what we need to understand is that we're not talking about natural death. We're talking about spiritual death, which also, on a practical level, has to do with our daily lives. And what we're talking about here is a, a spiritual life, getting a spiritual life through dying to sin, dying to self, and also dying to the world. And that I will explain as we go forward. And to die to sin and to the self in the moment, how does that look? You know, say you're a person, for example, full disclosure, someone who's very impatient. Dialing back on drinking coffee would certainly help me. But what does that look like to die to the sin of impatience? Yeah, um, it, it doesn't suit well here in it because it's something that causes us to change something that we really don't want to change or something that we struggle to change. And in this gospel, we have a glimpse of what we need to do when we find ourselves in such a situation like Christ did. When he was troubled, he relied on the will of the Father. 
and trusted that what the Father has for him is the best and the mission for which he came is the best that he wants for his people. And Christ submitted fully to the will of the Father. That's what we are invited to do in our personal struggles. Whatever we are struggling with, all you need to do is just trust in God and hand it over to him. And with that, you are good to go. And I would like to say that it will never be easy. It's not easy because we are placing God's hand. God is the potter. And once sin cracks us, it's not always easy. When we get melted down like a potter does to the clay, he melts the clay down and start afresh to build a new pot. That's what God is doing in our life. And most times, it will not be easy. It will be very challenging and sometimes unwanting for us because in a moment of sinfulness, it feels very convenient and sometimes we don't wish to live in order to embrace the life that Christ wants to give us. Last Sunday, we heard in the gospel how Jesus would be lifted up, and that's a sign of the crucifixion. And Jesus ends this gospel with a very similar message, saying that when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. So that's prefiguring the crucifixion, which, of course, we will read about in subsequent weeks. So why is the idea of the crucifixion, the reality of the crucifixion, relevant to us today in our time? Yeah, it's very relevant because we live in a culture that we are so much attached to a lot of things, we don't want to let go of things. And that brings us to the idea of dying to the world and dying to self. Crucifixion demands that we have to crucify those things in our lives that stop us from coming closer to Christ in order to embrace the life he has for us. And to do this, we need to look up to Christ's own crucifixion, how he nailed our sins on that that cross, and he rose to bring us eternal life. And that life is the goal of our Lenten season, which leads us to the Easter and the resurrection of Christ. So our journey through this Lent is about putting to death many things in our lives that stop us from getting that life that Christ brings for us. And it's a journey that we take year after year because the journey is towards eternity. So we're, you know, in the moment, but not of the moment, in the world, but not of the world. There's this shift that a Christian needs to be able to make through God's grace to see things as they are, but with an eye to eternity. And, And the cross is not the end for the joy set before him. Christ embraced the cross. And that's something that's so foreign to us who live so much here in the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's very foreign to us. Um, we live in a very materialistic culture, and people are always caught up with the urgency of the moment. Things of the spiritual, is not fa- uh, many people are not familiar with it, and this Lenten season is a moment for us as Christians to remind ourselves what it means to live, not just for the daily life, Um, the material things we acquire, those are good things. Life is beautiful. We need to nourish the life God has given us. But there is the ultimate life which he calls us to embrace. And this learning season is a moment that we intentionally work on this journey to attain that ultimate life. And that life can be found in any other place than in the cross of Christ. That's where we gain that life. What are some things that our listeners can do specifically to embrace the cross in their daily life? Like, what are some things that work for you? Yeah, one practical thing is prayer. The moment we stop to pray, what we are telling God is that I can do it myself. I can do it on my own way. I don't need you. And cutting off from God is already cutting off from the ultimate life. 
that he has for us. So prayer is a moment we unite with God, we, we have conversation with him and learn to do his will. So that's a practical practice during this Lenten season. And that was something that all you listening right now to do during this Lenten season, pray and be with God, listening to the words and what he has for you in your life. Amen. Very good. Amen. That call to prayer keeps coming through in these various podcasts. It's so true. Yeah. Such a, a great Lenten discipline. You know, we yeah. have the things we give up, the extra things that we do. But I think that call to prayer, an intensive prayer throughout these 40 days leading up to the great feast of the resurrection is just so important. Thank you for reiterating that. Thank you. Absolutely. John, thank you so much for sharing that and for, as Matt said, reminding us of that call to prayer and all the best in your journey through Lent and to the priesthood. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. It's a privilege. Thank you. We were privileged to have you. God bless. Amen. So you've heard our thoughts. What about yours? Reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Catholic Philly or visit us online at catholicphilly.com. Thanks so much to Matt Gambino, the editor of catholicphilly.com. I'm your host, Gina Christian. And until next time, may God bless and keep you. This podcast has been a production of catholicphilly.com. Music by Dustin Taylor Phillips. For more information, visit us online at catholicphilly.com.